so much for joining me tonight on another episode and as always so grateful for your support and thank you guys all of you guys that are uh, sharing with other people I'm noticing that there's a lot more sharing going on I love it sharing is caring <laughs> let's let's spread the news out there that we can change from the inside out and this is all about transformation that's what this podcast is about it's about how do I change myself from the inside out and uh, that's always the goal here. If you ever, if you ever wonder, Tala, what is what is your aim with this podcast? Is to make sure that you return back to yourself to be able to work on what you need to work on, to get peaceful, to get happy, to get contentment and satisfaction. And that's what this is about. In no way do I think anything else on earth can do it better than you can when it comes to your emotions and your self healing. Because you are a self-healing mechanism. Uh, I believe in that. I believe in that. And there's only one way to believe in that as much as I do is when you actually do it yourself and you see the changes that you can become and continue to grow in and expand on. So uh, the way I approach each episode is to make sure that I give you the information and deliver it in a way that you might remember it and you might replay it over and over again to help you rewire or recondition the brain in a way that um, uh, might be useful for you. But of course, all this has to do with your free will. You have to want to hear those episodes and want to work on the specific skill that each one of those episodes that I have kind of work on. Um, And I just want to kind of describe that to you because I do have some questions. I, I do get some questions on, you know, what is it I'm trying to do here? And, and, and those are great questions to ask. I never get offended about them because they're just, uh, they're important. You want to know what my intentions are. These are my intentions. <laughs> That's it. Nothing fancy here. Just want you to want you to remember. And my job is to remind you that you are the most important primary source for your own relief. Nothing else can be as good as you can um, when it comes to your own relief and healing. Okay. I think I said that in every way I could for two minutes. (laughs) Okay. Now today (laughs) is about, oh boy, as I'm hearing people talk, uh, in this quarantine business, I'm hearing a lot more anger and a lot more irritability. And I don't blame people. I mean, they have their, this is, that's where they're at. That's where they're at. I'm going to take people as, as they come. But what I'm noticing is much of the irritability comes from the shoulds and people and situations should be a certain way. And a person is repeating over and over again that it, this situation, whatever it is, or this person is not acting the way that they should be acting. So They are sitting in trauma, attempting to look over and over again at the person that is not acting in a certain way they should be acting. 
but they should be acting this way. And this makes me angry, but they should be acting this way. How can a person act this way? And they're obsessed trying to figure out why the person's acting this way. Why is this person behaving this? Why are they doing things they shouldn't be doing? Now, why, while this person is focusing on, on the problem, like the way they're focusing on it, what they are not really seeing is how they're responding to what they perceive to be a problem. Now, in the thinking process of people should be doing some situations should be looking a certain way. Outcomes should be a certain outcome. Uh, this idea only will distress you even more. It'll get you angry because all you're doing is looking at the problem and your brain is evaluating, trying to find reasons to be angry. I mean, think about it. When I say people should be doing something automatically, I get fussy in the way I'm saying it. And it feels fussy on the inside. It feels angry, feels irritable to say that, you know, um, my paycheck should be on time every week. It should be because goodness forbid, you know, the payroll makes an error and maybe the payroll has to take a little more time to, or the payroll clerk has to take more time to fix this issue. Goodness forbid I would fall apart because people should be getting my paycheck on time. It, it, it doesn't account for what we call humanity <laughs> and, and what is human. Uh, and all it does is distress our life. And I often get people that are not accepting basically of the situation circumstance they're in. For example, let's say they didn't get a promotion. They have a hard time understanding that they just didn't get a promotion. What they keep focusing on, unfortunately, that they should have gotten one. They start comparing themselves to the person that did get the promotion, for example, or they start trying to figure out why they didn't get the promotion and think about this boss of why didn't they give me a promotion? They didn't think much of me. I mean, the whole thing is not getting relief. It's attempting to control stuff outside of me, which is wild to me, right? Control stuff outside of me to get me to calm down on the inside instead of just going straight to the source, which is me. <laughs> look, if my perception is calling, causing me some trauma here is making me look at a situation where I'm not able to bounce back quickly, then I'm going to go ahead, go ahead in my thought process and try to heal it. It doesn't make sense to try to control things on the outside so I can get healing on the inside or even have a thinking process that attempts to control stuff. If you think about anxiety, you guys, idea of anxiety as a disorder, or even the anxious thinking patterns that we all have, whether we have a disorder or not, it's a natural thing to, to, to be concerned with something or to think about something. Sometimes we'll, we'll worry about what the outcome is, the unknown. That is a natural experience. There's nothing disordered about it. Okay. But when we end up always going to that pattern as a way to cope with life. I'm always worrying. I'm always, I have to worry. I have to, uh, think about every outcome possible. I, I have to rehearse what I'm going to tell that person, what they're going to say when they, when I tell them this and what they're, what I'm going to say when they say that. And I have to play this whole script out of my mind. This is just trauma. Again, a lot of energy is being wasted simply on, um, just disappointment on the shoulds. And a lot of us want to be lesson teachers. We want to teach lessons 
friends. And let me tell you, I'm, my, I'm guilty myself. The only reason why I can point it out in you or anybody else is because I, I have it too. I mean, come on, let's, let's admit it. I sometimes want to be somebody's lesson. I want to be like the one to teach him a lesson. Like they, they shouldn't have done this. And I'm going to make sure I take it out on them and let them, and let them know. And it's tempting, you guys. It's really tempting. I'm going to admit that, that I, I do want to take it out on another person that maybe works for a company that has done an error, you know, and I want to take, I want to talk to the first person that answers the phone who doesn't know me, doesn't know my history. I don't even know their history, where they're coming from, uh, who's just trying to earn a living. I can pick up the phone and talk to, to them in a way where a, a complete stranger, mind you, and yell and scream at them tell them they owe me something, even though I've only met them, not really even really met them. It's on, on, on the phone. I'm just talking to them for the first time and I'm telling them they owe me something and that, uh, they need to do their job this way. They shouldn't have done it this way. They should be doing it this way. I'm trying to teach lessons. I'm trying to, uh, evaluate their performance and I'm telling them they owe me. This is a complete stranger, mind you. And we talk this way at times to strangers, whether it's a waitress, whether it's a, um, a call center or, uh, you know, anybody that you could think of a person in a front desk lobby at a clinic, for example, in a waiting room, what have you, We're, we will talk this way because we have these shoulds in our mind that, play out. We let them play out. We are, it requires a lot of humility to be able to notice when you're about to say a should and make fun of yourself real quick and kind of stop it, you know? Uh, and this would sound something like, Oh, Tala, did you, here you go again, thinking that you're so darn important that, uh, they cannot make a mistake on your paycheck ever, ever, ever. Uh, and that they get all everybody else's paycheck right all the time that your paychecks can always be on time all the time. What else do you you guys do. You don't do much. It's just a paycheck. It's just payroll counting numbers. What is wrong with you? Right. And I could talk to people this way and think this way, but all that will do is perpetuate this nonsensical, egotistical anger I have inside me that serves no one, nothing, especially me. I'm not getting my problems solved by yelling at people. And sometimes people will tell me, well, Tala, I did get it done when I yelled at this person. I did. But I said, how does it feel afterwards? Does it feel heavy on your soul? Do you notice that little, in, that, that intricate part that just, that residual part that says, you know what? They fixed it. Could I have talked to them in a different way and still got it fixed? Right? Could I have um, done it just a little differently and still it would have gotten fixed? Was it my yelling and my egotistical thought that I can threaten someone over the phone and they would really care about making me happy. And it's so important. And we tell that story to our mind, believing that if we do yell at someone, we'll just, um, fix them. That will fix the should, because I'm teaching them to fall in line with what they should be doing. They should be doing it. So I want you to really reflect on that in every aspect of your life, not just in your work environment or home environment, anywhere, anywhere you go to the grocery store, when you're looking at, you know, the shelves and they, and you say they should be stocked. I don't know where you're getting this should from, for example, it's, it's just a, 
you know, things finish and they have not had time to either reorder or the orders did not come through. There could be so many freaking reasons you're not aware of. I'm not aware of, but I'm still going to judge the damn shelves and the damn store for not having something they should have. The idea is that it doesn't make me resilient. It makes me very stiff and rigid and very difficult in recovery from within. I will hold a grudge a lot more and I will get offended easily because I have so many freaking shoulds and I'm sitting there shooting everybody, right? Shooting the town. And I'm while I'm doing all that, what I'm not looking at is how I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be judging people, <laughs> but I'm doing it. So anytime you want to start with a should, I want you to think and reflect on what you should be doing right now when you're about to judge another person on what they should be doing. Do you always come off as perfect? Do you always get things right? Do you never accidentally get something not as expected out? Do you always have a perfect day that everything goes well and I'm, I'm so perfect that my responses are always great and I'm always kind and I'm always good? Are you really always kind? Are you really always good? Are you, I, do you really never do what this person did? I would never do what this person does. Now, if that's really the case, you guys, good, good. You are inhumanely perfect, <laughs> but all of us humans out there, I tell you, we will make mistakes every day, twice on Sunday. I mean, it is so typical for us to do that, that when you start looking at people this way, that look, they're human, they can make an error. They did their best. Uh, more than likely, that's exactly what the first thing I see in a person. Like they probably did their pet, their best. They, they, they did what they knew how to do. Great. Perfect. Um, if I can bring something to somebody's attention, great. If I can bring some sort of clarification or ask for my want and needs, I will do that. There's no need to hold back. It doesn't have to be, I go all the way in where I'm going to be the lesson karmic teacher, or I'm going to be all the way out where I'm just so passive. I don't do, I don't speak up for myself. If I need something, I'm so afraid, you know, no, it needs to be somewhere in the middle where I know how to communicate without the emotional um, intensity of anger, of resentment and offense. You know, I want to, I want to be able to get the, those disciplined. So this way I don't have to respond on them. Notice I might continue to experience those feelings, but I don't need to respond on them today is what, where we want to go. Now I'm not telling you, you should be perfect at this. Notice I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're going to try this out. Sometimes you'll recover quickly from whatever it is you're at. And sometimes you may take longer to think about when you need to stop a pattern. And that's a great, that's great. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not evaluating you. So please don't evaluate yourself on this. Just work on it. Look at your world in a more flexible way. Allow things to unfold in, in front of you without you having too much of an opinion about it and watch the magic happens. The adventure starts to unfold in front of you. Take care of and be responsible for your perceptions and how you see your world. It doesn't mean it's a fact, but in the perception of how you see your world is where you're going to find most of the problems emotionally that you experience. It's not in fact what the world is behaving like that's causing you upset. 
it's in how you're seeing the world with the world and what you're selecting to look at and ex- do with your own brain, whether you make shoulds and coulds about people or situations or is even institutions, political ones. Uh, sometimes we can be too rigid or again, inhumanely perfect when we think of any type of, uh, ideology that's basically dealing with humans. If you are dealing with that, it doesn't mean people should be behaving in a certain way, whether it's liberal, conservative, whatever. It's, it's not, it's not that people should be behaving all the way there. It's kind of, if we look at in a political aspect as ideas that are used to, to guide rather than the law, you know, this, this hardcore, like, yes, it needs to be this way. No, a lot of the times those specific political beliefs are a guideline and that, but unfortunately when we use them to measure how other people are behaving or not behaving and how I'm somehow better uh, than another person because of my belief system, then we're doing something dirty with it, right? It's not, it's no longer about fixing mm, a system anymore. Now it's about uh, who wants to be right, who's more superior in their thinking. Um, it's no longer about fixing anything. Does that make sense? So let's get all of us to work on this. This is something we could do easily every day. And boy, oh boy, will it relieve you from the burden of having to always chase and respond on the shoulds of people, places, and situations. Uh, for example, a common one that I've t- talked about before was, is people in marriage should be faithful. Now, oh boy, we spend a long while when somebody cheats on us, we spend a long while trying to figure out why they would do this, which is uh, complete nonsense. It's a waste of freaking time. Listen, they did it. Now, what do you want to do? How do you like, what, what is, what is the responsibility on or, or your end? What would you like to, to do or decision you'd like to make? But whenever we're focusing on the person, why they, they cheated on us, why, why, uh, they treated it, the, treated us the way, the way they treated us, all of that, you're, f- you're f- not focusing on a solution. You're focusing on the, on a problem, making it even bigger. And now I'm going to sit it, uh, sit in it and, and use it for just self deterioration. It won't go anywhere. It will not cause any growth at that time. It'll just keep you stagnant emotionally. And we want to get you out of that quickly. We want to get you out of that. We want you to recover quickly. So the number one reason I believe most people get angry or offended really quick is because we have certain shoulds that we say that are effortless in our subconscious. Once we bring them into a conscious awareness, we won't have to worry too much about reacting on them because then at that point, it becomes a choice for you whether you do react on this feeling of offense or not. You know, the idea of emotions, it doesn't mean they're the truth most of the time, emotions can be very deceptive to us. They're entertaining too, right? So it's, it's uh, like when I listen to a great song, I'm, I get excited, feel happy, I even feel love, but I may not be in love with someone, but I could be very much experiencing love when I'm hearing a song. So I know it sometimes can be used in entertainment in, in, um, in other things as a, as a warning, you know, feelings can be uh, telling us that, Hey, you need, you're too stressed. You need to relax. So please relax. It's not meant to be 
something that is chased, followed. It is actually meant to be used for and disciplined for the proper purpose of guiding us to uh, ask for what we want, for us to take a break or a timeout before we say something that we, we're not going to mean, we can't take back. It's it's not for the impulsive thing to chase and chase because that never feels good, you guys. Even if I tell you it's, 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 it's a wrong thing, it's not wrong or right. It just, but I know for sure it doesn't feel good to say stuff that later on you wish you wouldn't have said, <laughs> right? When you're angry, uh, I said this and, you know, I can maybe justify it and tell myself lies that that person may have deserved it somehow. But in reality, I crossed the line. And I know deep down inside in my intuition and in my spirit, I know I would have crossed that line. I hope this was really helpful. I wanted to address it because it's a constant thing that people really use shoulds a lot. And shoulds just is another way to think about it is, is just to say that it is a form of me judging another person. And also to add to that is not just judging, but also I'm creating, uh, I'm not accepting what's in front of me so I can move forward to make whatever decision I can make that would help me out. All I'm doing is resisting the information as it unfolds in front of me. Okay. And that's, that's never good to live in denial, uh, to, to, want to control it things things should be this way is also telling me you want you have a need for control and a very egotistical uh, need for control where you should people should be behaving that way and i'm going to be their teacher i'm going to tell them off about themselves or you know what that i i hear that so often from people that it's it's um it it, it made sense just to do a an episode on it. I mean, I don't even know why I didn't think about that. And maybe I've addressed it in different ways before, but if I have, that's okay. Repetition is good for your brain. That means it's just going to help you more with conditioning and rewiring the brain. All right. I think that's all I got. You guys be gentle, be kind to yourselves first, because you can't give away what you don't have. I'm sending you love and light. And just as a reminder, this has been an episode of drive through. (laughs) 